behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix It Radio. All right, good morning, everybody. Fix It Radio, myself, Jeff Kitty, Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer, Larry Unger, answering phones, which lines are open, by the way, 303 477 5600. You can text us a question as well, especially if it's Tuesday and you're listening to our replay hour, which thank you very much for doing so. And in that case, good afternoon, not yep. good morning, because it's around uh, 2 o'clock at this point. And our text line 307 200 8222. Thanks for Dennis and all the guys last week filling in while I was out down in Arizona at the Barrett Jackson Auto Auction. Not that that has anything to do with Fix It Radio, but we'll talk about that on Drive Radio. Yeah. Looks like he had fun. It's a, it was a blast. Yeah, I should have gone long ago. <laughs> Don't know why in my world I waited so long to go. I should have gone long ago. So, so the question is, do you need to put another another lift in your garage probably. to store one? Not, not at this point, but <laughs> probably. All right, we got a lot in store for you today on Fix It Radio, which this is all for around the house and things of that nature. I, I do want to start with something. This was an interesting question that came up in one of the, the social media groups I belong to. So it's, it's actually uh, one of the neighborhood social media groups, which I peruse that occasionally, just be, honestly, because sometimes I'll pull content out for what we do here, because sometimes there's good questions asked, and I can just answer them openly on air. And this one is actually, it's actually a fairly good question. I, I, I would have thought by now, in the world we live in, this would be common knowledge, Let me read the question to you. Kind of a long shot, not certain where to go with this. How does home ownership work? I am bent on starting 2023, so a year from now, with no less than $10,000 in the bank, at which point I will have enough for a down payment. The part I'm not understanding is how does the financing work? With my car, it's simple as walking in with, a, with $700 and driving off with a $6,000 vehicle, which I know is more than 10%. But still, I pay the bank for the loan and make sure that I stay well ahead of payments. I should have the car paid off by the end of the year. Is it similar when it comes to houses? Kind of. Well, it depends on who does your loan. Yeah, I was just going to say, it, it, the difference is... Especially in today's market, no, you don't just walk in, sign papers, and leave. In fact, you will most likely not even get to see a house Mm -hmm. unless you've already talked to a mortgage lender, a broker, somebody along those lines on the front side and been pre-approved, not pre-qualified, but pre-approved for everything involving the mortgage, and they will specify, here's how much money is required down here is how much you qualify for or you know you're pre-approved for you can then go start your housing search because that's what you will have to give your or you know really the the seller's realtor is the ones Mm -hmm. that really check this over to make sure that you are qualified yeah to be in the feeding frenzy A, a bona fide especially in this particular end of the market where you know this is more most likely going to be 
a starter home. Now, there were a few comments that came back in, some correct, some incorrect. Some of them said, you know, you need to check with the mortgage broker, just like we said a moment ago. There are some first-time home buyer loans and things like that, programs, I should say. And, yes, there is. In fact, Kurt Rogers, who's a great sponsor of Fix-It Radio, so I'm talking about this now, you can call him if you're somebody in that world, 720-895-0500, and he can walk you through all of this. So even some of you listening that might have – you know, family members, kids, something along those lines where, you know, they're thinking about this. And, and by the way, I, again, I think this is a great question. This person's a year away. They're figuring mm-hmm. out how to get dialed in to where in that time frame, what do I need to do so that when that time comes, I'm more prepared. That's actually very financially, you know, savvy. Smart. And yeah, it's smart. I mean, what, what, what this person's asking for is very smart. And if more people would do that, they would go into things a lot more uh, wisely than some would do otherwise. Now, I will also say that because of the market that we're in, in not only Colorado, it's happening really kind of around the country, the days of, you know, prior to 2008, where just about anybody could walk in and buy a home, there was no pre-qualifications. It was like buying a car at that point where yeah. literally you could almost walk in, sign on the dotted line and leave with a with a house, you know, owning a house. Th- those days are gone, especially in these hot markets like we have here in the Denver metro, well, actually all of Colorado. You can pretty much, there might be a few pockets out in the middle of nowhere in Colorado, which, by the way, I don't even know where that is, where the real estate might be a little different, but really all over Colorado right now, and that extends up into even, you know, Wyoming, Nebraska, Kansas, uh, Utah. There, there are very few places surrounding us where the same principles don't apply. In other words, there's more than one buyer for that home. And I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm watching homes in our area that are in the believe it or not, the two to three million dollar range that are selling as quickly as homes used to sell in the four to five hundred thousand dollar range. Yeah, so sure. that tells you the amount of equity and or money that's coming into the state. Um, again, I'm not saying that everybody has that kind of cash, you know, just at hand and they're walking in and buying and paying cash, but they've sold another home typically and yep. they've had enough equity that they've built where they can go to that next house and they've they've you know just keep climbing that ladder if you would. So those homes even right now in Colorado, uh, which I I I never thought I'd see. It used to be that end of the market was a minimum of a 180 day turnaround time. So you yeah. needed a plan on a 6 month time frame to even get a house sold at that time. That is not the case any longer. You you can almost sell one of those homes if it's if it's the right home in the right place, priced correctly you can sell those homes in 30 days or less, which Very easily. I never thought I'd, Jeff, I never thought I'd see that day. Hey, in my town, <clears throat> 12 square blocks, we've got $3 million homes. Yeah, yeah. That's not uncommon anymore, folks. We're in, I mean, I would have never thought that that area would sell. Like that. Like that. Yeah. And you're going to find more and more of that, folks. So where you may think, oh, that's not going to happen in my neighborhood, uh, never say never. Yep. I never would have thought we would have had the prices that we've got today. I mean, let's face it here, and this is the one thing, too, that I'm not sure this particular person understands. The ten grand, depending upon the homeownership program, you know, first-time buyer program they get into, ten may not be enough. Yeah. And what I mean by that is because right now, even starter, I mean, 
there are some shacks. I mean, literally, some shacks around town that are four to five hundred thousand dollars. And, and I'm, when I mean shack, I mean I'm talking two bedroom, one bath. No, I, you know, no garage, and you're paying four to five hundred yep. grand for that. So if you look at a ten percent down. Uh, granted, he would have enough with the ten thousand, or she—I don't know if this is he or she—I didn't look. Uh, but this particular individual, yeah, the ten k in that case may work, but that may not be the house they're looking for. So, well, and the the thing is, is I in our neighborhood, we're anywhere from twelve hundred square feet to fourteen hundred square feet. Wow, just amazing. And they're selling for. Uh, we had a 1,200 square foot home sell for over 5,000, 500,000. Wow. And I mean, it's wow not that impressive. So that just really, really goes to show some of what we're talking it's about. It's insane. So, all right. One of the things that we did want to talk about today, producer Ann uh, actually asked these questions. These were good questions, by the way. There's a couple of uh, articles that I want to talk about as well today. But her question was, how do you, and this is a great one that Jeff's here today. Not that Dennis couldn't do this as well, but Jeff, this is right up Jeff's alley, especially we start talking about woodworking and all those things because Jeff does a lot of that. How do you know what tool to use? In other words, picking the right tool for the right job is what we want to talk about today. And if some of you have you know, comments or things you want to add to this, please let us know or questions. Again, 303-477-5600. So one question she had. By the way, good question, especially for folks that, that don't do a lot of you know, home repair and things along those lines, even, even auto repair. Why do hammers come in all the different shapes, sizes, weights, configurations, and so on? And it's a great question. Well, and it, it is, but, I mean, it depends on who's using the hammer. And what you're using it and for, right? And what you're right? doing for. You don't want to use a framing hammer on finished carpentry. And, okay, so what is a framing you know, Explain to folks that are listening, what, what is a framing hammer? A framing hammer basically has a... Sterrated face. Yeah, the jagged face. Jagged face, say. or yeah, it's pure, like a bunch of pyramids on the face of the hammer. There you go. There you go. Good which basically it. grabs onto the head of the nail when you're slamming so it, doesn't, it in. So it doesn't slide off. Yeah, and but it, it will leave a mark in the wood. It will leave a mark, dent in the wood, but it's made for rough carpentry. And there's even different length, size, and shapes of those depending yeah. upon how well you are swinging one, right? Exactly. But on the flip side of that, anymore. I don't know very many people that are using a framing hammer. No, because they use a gun. Because they use a gun. <laughs> a nail gun, right? But even at that, I mean, you still need a hammer. And I would say you need a good claw hammer, okay. as it were. Claw hammer being one that? It uh, will hammer and pull nails. Okay. And it looks just like a claw on mm-hmm. the backside. Which is what enables you to pull the nail back out if need pulls, be. Yeah, pull the nail back out. Okay. Um, the big thing is, is it depends on whether you're, and I'm probably going to go to hell on this one, but it depends on what you can handle Okay. and what you could, what you can handle as far as weight. So, you know, if no, you're, I, no, I think that's a good way to say it. If you're a female and you, or, or even a, even a man that doesn't do a lot of carpentry a lighter weight hammer is probably something you're going to want to look at versus something super heavy, right? Yeah, if you if you get a heavier hammer, you're more likely to put marks in your wood because you're not going to be able to control it right. near as well. Right. Um, On the same token, you will have less weight to force the hammer in, so you will be doing more pounding on 
said nail, yes. right? Because that, that's the advantage of the heavier weight hammers, well, right? That's less effort. Less effort. As long as you can swing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the big thing is, is that you got to get what you're comfortable with. And if you go down the hammer aisle. Oh, gee. All right. Has that not expanded? It's, it's holy like, cow. holy moly. Yeah, There's, agree. You know, they got a hammer for everybody. They do, they do. And when I was a kid, folks, they didn't. Yeah. So they have come a long way on that end of things. So, yeah, you you uh, you want to make sure you're using the right tool for the right job. The other thing, too, because you'll, you'll now see this. didn't used to be this way, but you'll see this in most of the, uh, you know, home, home Depot's Lowe's and so on. You will also see hammers in those aisles that we use in the automotive world, which are called ball-peen yeah. hammers. Those are not for hammering nails, by the no. way. They, they don't not. even have the right face to... I mean, could you use it to hammer a nail in a pinch? Yes, you probably could, but they are they actually have a... Believe it or not, you can't see it super well, but they have a beveled face to where it makes it really hard to strike a nail and have it stay on the head of the nail because the front of it isn't even flat. They're curved. They're curved. That's why it's called a ball-peen hammer. Yeah. But it's used in the automotive world because in that world, we're not using it for the same purposes. Well, you're striking chisels. Striking and metal. St- stuff like that. Right. Uh, for carpentry stuff, you normally want a flat-faced hammer. Right. Uh, claw hammer is the most popular. There are some specialty hammers. There are a lot of those. And unless you're going to get into this wholeheartedly uh, medium weight medium yeah. size claw hammer you know, and, and by the way i am a fan of and you know it depends on the price but i love the fiberglass handled oh yeah uh tools i know they're a little more money they've got a rubber grip handle typically to them and yes they'll cost a little more than just a regular old but on the same token if you're on a budget you just need a decent hammer to hang around the house to hang up you know hang a picture up or whatever yeah just a regular medium sized wooden handled Hammer would work for, you know, 90% of what you need to do around the house. Jeff in Montana, hang tight. We're going to take a quick break. We will come right back to you. Great, great question Jeff has as well on gas-burning appliances. We'll come back and talk to him in a moment. Don't go anywhere, though. Myself, Jeff Kitty. This is Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. The asset manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying, no more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by door, equal credit lender. Did you know that all insurance companies and their agents are not equal? They aren't equal in service, how they handle claims, or how they protect you, the customer, in the case of an accident, especially one that is not your fault. You want the best insurance company and agent to represent you that money can buy. And I have found Paul Lewinberger at American National Insurance, an A-plus rated insurance company. Paul will go the extra mile for you and help you find the right coverage that meets your needs. He can handle your home, auto, RV, boat, ATV, RTV, motorcycle, second home, or your life insurance. 
Paul will truly look out for your best interest and make sure you have the coverage you need. Don't buy insurance from people you don't know and have never met. Buy from a locally trusted agent that I've known for 10 plus years. Paul Lewinberger, American National Insurance, 303-662-0789 or find him at drive-radio.com or at fixitradio.com. You're having serious cash flow problems with your business. Instead of making money, you're in debt up to your ears, maxing out your credit cards. John's been there. He knows how to help you climb out of that hole, but he doesn't want you to get to that point in the first place. Call him now before you're in a desperate spot. He will protect you from making the same mistakes he made as a young business owner. Turn a profit in any environment. Email john at rushtoreason.com now for a free consultation. As the cold comes in, don't let the heat go out. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air for all of your HVAC, electrical, and boiler needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. They specialize in HVAC, boilers, and all your electrical needs. This is not the time of year to mess with heating issues. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, focused on doing the job right at an affordable price. They are a top-rated home services company with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. For a limited time, KLZ listeners who purchase a high-efficiency American Standard Furnace will receive a free air purification system. Terms and conditions apply. Call now for an estimate on your new furnace, 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, myself, Jeff Kitty, uh, my old co-host, Dan Muir, my good friend, said a sledgehammer, an axe, or a torch usually work well, too. <laughs> yeah, good point, Dan. Yeah, yeah, pretty much true. Jeff in Western Montana, you're up, sir. Hey, that, that reminds me of a saying we had in the military, that if it doesn't fit, force it. Yeah. If it still doesn't fit, get a bigger hammer. Yep. And if it breaks, it needed fixing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> good one. That's all too true. A good one, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm calling because of something that I found out about six years ago that just kind of blew my mind. And uh, I've shared it in other forums. I don't think I've shared it here. So if I have, I apologize. But um, we were renting a house when we first moved back here to western Montana. And it had a uh, gas stove. Okay. And we were using it one day, and flame was orange, which everyone knows that anything other than the blue flame is supposed to be dangerous. Right. So I was kind of concerned about carbon monoxide. We had detectors and everything, and nothing had gone off. Um, but I, it still had me concerned. So I did some research, and I found out that if you run a humidifier in your house the uh, and, and you have hard water, the minerals from the water get in the air and will turn the flame of your stove orange. I did not know that. So, and you've never, I've never heard you say that here, so no, that you've never shared that. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I read it and I went, well, that sounds kind of weird. How hmm. do they know that? So I took the humid. I had turned off the humidifier for a while, and the flame was blue. I set it by the stove and turned it on, and immediately the flame turned orange. Really? I turned it off, and the flame went back to blue. Well, it's probably the minerals in the water that are causing the the flame. I remember when right. we I, when we used to do the Boy Scout fires, they'd do that with the uh, 
you know, you'd sit around the campfire and they'd throw different things in the fire and then they'd tell their story. And by the time the end of the story, all of a sudden it burned through the packing or whatever they put around it. And you'd come up with green and orange and, blue, you know, blue flames uh, coming out of the fire. So I would imagine it's probably the minerals burning off would be I my guess. Just, I, hmm. I can't remember the, the exact mineral now. I think it was maybe calcium. But it does. It, it causes your flame to burn orange, and and it's not dangerous. That's the whole thing. I want to. I want to kind of get out there for anybody. Yeah, you normally that, would think that yeah. orange flame is there's not enough oxygen, and that's why, to your point earlier, why yeah. you would want to know about the carbon monoxide and so on. It's not burning super clean. I, I did not know that, Jeff. That's good to know. I don't use a. I mean, I don't use those things in my home, and I've got a gas stove, so I've never really paid attention to that. But I wouldn't know because I don't have one. Yeah. Yeah. So I. Uh, yeah, it was. That's interesting. It was comforting to, to realize, okay, it's good. But And I, I proved it empirically myself, but I don't think a lot of people realize that. And if, you know, some folks probably don't even give it a second thought. Probably not. Orange, they just go, okay, it's orange. Um, and there are some safety issues. You, you, you need to be aware of things going on. But just because you have an orange flame in, on your uh, stove does not mean that you have a problem with oxygen. It can... It, May very likely be, especially if you yep. use a humidifier, and I think it, it would work even in a whole house humidifier. Well, I'm sure it would. No, I think you're. I think um, you're correct yeah. on that. Yeah. Well, and yeah, by I the way, just something I want to add to that really quick. Something I want to add to that really quick too, Jeff, is for a lot of you listening, and you may or may not know this, but if you haven't been paying attention, if you're somebody that is a fan of gas burning appliances, like I am, by the way, I think gas yeah. stoves, gas dryers, and so on are the best thing since sliced bread. They save money. But I will tell you, Jeff, that there is a huge push on the governmental side of things and even a lot of cities and counties mm. to get rid of those. And so my point being, if you guys are thinking of doing any upgrades, remodels, things along those lines, and you want the gas appliances, I would suggest that you figure out a way to even get those appliances. And even if you have to store those things for a little bit until your remodels yeah. are, are complete, uh, Jeff, I would be shocked if in the next couple of years you can't buy them any longer. I would be really surprised if that doesn't happen. wouldn't surprise me, and I wouldn't be surprised if they put, like, a tariff on them. Yep, I, I, I could see that. So to your to your point, Jeff, that's that's great, you know, great wisdom on your side, but a lot of folks love gas appliances, and there's a big push right now to eliminate them. Yep. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I, I know that New York City uh, doesn't will not allow any more gas lines to be laid. There there are places so, in Colorado um, right now, Jeff, where there are municipalities that are when you when you go to build new and so on. Uh, I, in fact, I'm not sure the, the the burn area in that you know Louisville Boulder County area. I read something the other day. I need to double check this, but I'm not sure they're going to allow you to do that there on the rebuild. Even though there's gas lines and such there, you'll be able to do a furnace and such, of course. But I'm not sure you're going to be able to do gas-fired appliances because they want that, you know, that net zero, which is the stupidest term I've ever heard because it doesn't exist. But that's what they're looking for, Jeff. Yeah, I uh, I didn't realize it had gotten to Colorado. Already, oh yes, but given the the present political climate there i doesn't surprise me there's yes. a there's a deal on the news last week that california is banning anything new with gas so there you go so, you know and the thing is, yeah. is what's that going to do to restaurants <laughs> oh good point because <laughs> i don't know any restaurant that doesn't have gas i mean you, you you're there's an article and i forgot about this one there was an article a year ago 
Jeff, about just the city of Denver is is heading that direction where it won't be much longer before it's, it's a total ban in the city of Denver. And what you you guys all know that once that happens in a place like Denver, it'll just go out to the surrounding communities in the not too distant future. Yep. Yeah, but then the, but then uh, those places become like Europe, which right now is ha- has yep. one of the uh, prices are increasing. I mean, they're doubling and tripling for, yep. for energy yep. simply because they they bet all their money on renewable resources. Um, they're shutting down the, the nuclear plants, and and uh, yep. I, I don't know, understand and, that and, push. And I mean, I know this is not necessarily a you know fix it radio topic, but it dovetails into this, Jeff. I, ju- I just don't understand the mentality when. You know, natural gas is cheap, clean. Uh, it's clean. Uh, there really isn't any negatives to using it. Uh, you know, I, just despite what all of the environmentalists will say, they're, you know, they're going to tell you that, well, you know, for all of that you're burning, there's emissions and so on and so forth. Well, yeah, but to, to then go ahead and replace that with electricity, there's got to be some sort of emissions because no, no matter how many solar panels or windmills are out there, Jeff, you still have to have, and by the way, you still have to have oil to build those bloody things too so at the end of the day jeff i don't get where they're going with all this it makes no sense to me well it's yeah, popular just, you know we're going to folks don't remember either i don't think a lot a lot of people were born since then but the uh energy crisis in the 70s um jimmy carter encouraged the use of coal because we had a real shortage of natural gas in the country we hadn't developed fracking and right. so natural gas was at a premium and so he, the government incentivized the building of coal-fired plants. Now here we are some 50, 45 years later, yep. and the government, what the government incentivized 40 to, 55 year, 40 to 50 years ago, uh, they're now saying is bad, and now we need to go to something else. And it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a whim thing, and I won't be around for the next change, I don't think, but I'm sure that um, there's going to be a backlash against all of this nonsense and that... Uh, Hopefully, eventually, saner heads will prevail if for no other reason than it just becomes too dang expensive to go the other way. Well, and my dad had always taught me as a young boy, even, you know, we talked a moment ago about, you know, first-time home buyers and, you know, the financing of and so on. Well, my dad was also big on, you know, when you buy a home, one of the first things you go look at is the HVAC system and how is it set up and designed and what's it running off of. And, you know, because electric heat has always been, still is, by the way, extremely expensive to operate over a, you know, gas furnace. So, you know, electric baseboard heat or anything along those lines versus you know, doing something with an actual furnace or, or a boiler. If you've got hot water heat, Jeff, okay. you, there, there is no comparison between those two. And he, he's, he's, you know, he taught me that some 50 years ago, and it hasn't changed since. No, it nope. hasn't. And, and uh, re- regarding your question, what, what's, how, to, how to choose the best tool for yes. a job? Yes, in, in my In my experience, it comes from bitter experience of choosing the worst tool for the job <laughs> and finding out that it didn't work and having going, the wrong oh, tool i gotta go do something else and, and right. we've always done tool. that yeah yeah, yeah use, the, use the wrong tool often enough and eventually you'll come upon the right tool yeah yeah well and of course today too this is something that even you know new technicians and even new carpenters getting into the industries today you know we all didn't have when we started out and that is the literally the modernization i mean granted we had some really great tools and i did growing up even in the industry there were some great tools at that time but jeff they don't hold a candle to what is out there today to your point and there are so many things now that make you know just make the job go you know easier faster all of that because of the right tool. So, yeah, folks, choosing the right tool, to Jeff's point, 
you know, Jeff in Montana's point, uh, it's a trial and error sometimes. That's for yeah, sure. My brother actually for years has used a, a titanium framing hammer. He swears mm-hmm. by it. He's a builder here and he just yeah. loves titanium. And I, I went, okay, that's I still have my old steel with a wooden handle. I've replaced the handle once or twice and, but it it gets me through what I need, so I I don't think I'm going to go for the titanium. On that on uh, that wooden handle, try and find a replacement handle for your wood handled hammer. Really? Almost impossible. You got to find. I never thought you know you go to the Ace Hardware places where you'd think you'd find them. Right. Why is that? I they're unpopular. I don't know. Interesting. I, I did think not you know can probably that. find them on the internet, but. Interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, uh, somebody in corporate probably went and made a decision that it cost them two cents more in uh, an hour in the store to stock wood handles, and so they decided to take oh. them off and, well, and got promoted be. for the deal. Well, you and you got to right. know how to put them on, too. True. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, there's that. You know, I, you know, the thing is, is that what I've, since I've kind of retired, I've watched a lot of stuff on <clears throat> YouTube, and boy, is there a lot of stuff out there that's junk, and there's some good stuff out there, uh, and there's just about any subject you want to look at is on there. By the way, a stinking titanium hammer is over 200 bucks. I didn't yeah. realize that. Holy cow. For a hammer. I mean, I get it. If you're using that but, thing all day long, that's not a bad deal. It's no different than an end wrench. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it. just how much money have we spent on that? Oh, I know. You I know? know? No, that's not a big deal. I get it. The newest, greatest end wrench that came out. and You know, remember when Flank Drive came out? Oh, yes. Oh, that was great. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you're if you're in that world where you're still using a hammer to frame, Jeff, I could see where I I can see why he owns that after looking at it. Yeah, I would I would make total sense. Well, it's lighter, and yep. you know, if you're swinging that thing every yep. day, that makes I, w- I would see makes yep. a lot of sense. Yep, makes total sense. Yeah, but the thing he's never been able to tell me is okay, is a 16 ounce hammer actually lighter? If it's it can't be 16 ounces of titanium, it has to be the same shape. So it's not a 16-ounce hammer anymore, so... It's probably more on... <laughs> Do they weight the inside of it or something <clears> to <throat> get the 15... Because I'm looking at one that's 15 ounces, so if it's 15 ounces, it's got they got to do something to get the weight in there. It's probably in the handle. Yes, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I would imagine that, that you know, more leverage, long, a little bit longer handle, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never I've never had the Now you guys got me wanting one. one, even though I don't frame houses. I mean, it's a pretty cool hammer. I'm a tool nut. I know. <laughs> that's that's kind of a well, prerequisite. A prerequisite yeah, for a mechanic. Bring it all the way right? back around, though. Just make sure that if you got if you're burning propane or natural gas, and you get an orange flame. Mm-hmm. Check to see if it's your humidifier before you start working. That's a great point. No, that's a great tip. Jeff got to run to break. Thank yep. you. That's a great tip. Thank you very much for that. We appreciate it. We'll be back, guys. Fix It Radio. Any questions or comments, 303-477-5600 or the text line, 307-282-22. We'll be right back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Your teenager is your biggest financial risk. You buy reliable auto insurance in part to protect yourself from financial loss in case you get in a wreck with large repair expenses for your own vehicle. But you also buy reliable auto insurance to protect yourself from lawsuits. Now, you might not think you make enough money to be at risk of getting sued, but you do have a teenager who drives your car. Let's pose a little scenario that we heard from a real KLZ listener. Your granddaughter is driving your car and gets in a major wreck. You do have auto insurance, but it's not enough coverage. 
you only had the state minimums. So the other person's insurance company comes after you personally for everything they can get. For years afterward, part of your paycheck goes towards paying someone else's bills. With the right coverage, this could have been avoided. Get the auto coverage you need from Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. Call 303-662-0789. 303-662-0789. Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. The asset manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying, no more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by door, equal credit lender. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. As the cold comes in, don't let the heat go out. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air for all of your HVAC, electrical, and boiler needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. They specialize in HVAC, boilers, and all your electrical needs. This is not the time of year to mess with heating issues. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, focused on doing the job right at an affordable price. They are a top-rated home services company with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. For a limited time, KLZ listeners who purchase a high-efficiency American Standard Furnace will receive a free air purification system. Terms and conditions apply. Call now for an estimate on your new furnace, 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Kitty, Charlie Grimes, our engineer, Larry Younger, answering phones. And if you have a question or you want to text us a question, you can do that. Either way, a phone call, 303-477-5600. We'll get you right on air. If you have a question you want to ask, ask via text message, that number. And if it's on Tuesday, especially, 307-200-8222. Again, 307-200-8222. Larry mentioned something during the break, too, that, you know, 
one of the other hammers that used to get used quite frequently, and I'm not sure it's the same anymore because, again, of the advent of nail guns and and, uh, cordless tools, nail guns included, is the old roofer hammers that had the little, you know, axe on one end to, you know, be able to, you know, cut off the end of a shingle or what have you. And it was very popular back in the day, too. I don't see very many of those used anymore. You don't see cedar shingles. True. That's 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 true. For the most part, they were That's used what they were for, used for. fitting the shingles yeah. into the row. Yeah, and 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 again, folks, the advent. And if you haven't shopped, I mean, most people have, but if you haven't shopped for the cordless end of things on most any tool now, there are there are probably but a few exceptions to power tools that aren't cordless, Jeff. But for the most part, if you can think of a tool, the chances of you not finding it in a cordless version. I think is slim. Well, I know <clears throat> my son in, uh, installs uh, the man doors. Oh yeah, for yeah. commercial buildings, and he, because of my use of cordless tools throughout the years, mm-hmm. his company didn't go to cordless. They wanted all corded. Well, the new rules on the job sites are you can't have any cords. Stretching across anything, right? Stretch across anything. So before they even start the job, they got to set all their extension cords up seven over seven foot high or something like that. I don't know what the deal is. But he went and uh, put himself together a complete tool set of stuff like that uh, as far as cordless stuff. And it improved his productivity probably by 35%. So he does his job better and with the quality of the cordless tool. Oh, they're way better, yes. Way and better. better all the time. Uh, the flip side of it is, is, you know, I know at home I've got two charger racks mm-hmm. for the stuff I've got. We had a conversation a while back here on Fix-It Radio. It's been several shows ago where we, Dennis and I, we went through a lot of the different types of tools that are out there, cordless and so on. And one of the things we talked about, and it's still true now, is that is one of those things where... If you own a particular platform, Milwaukee, Makita, uh, DeWalt, I mean, go down the list, yeah. Ryobi, what you really have to you know, really kind of decide on the front side is which platform do I want the majority of my things to be? Exactly. I understand there's going to be that thing, you know, that one item occasionally, one off where it's totally by itself. But for the most part, you really need to decide on the front side what's the platform going to be and and i will also tell you this and i know there's a lot of a lot of guys out there you can go to the internet and it's like ford chevy dodge back in the day i mean everybody's got their own personal opinion of what you should use what you should buy and so on i will tell you right now that with the exception of some of the really really cheap imported cordless tools that you buy at some places which i won't make name won't mention those names any other name brand cordless tools for the average homeowner will pretty much do anything you want to do. I don't care which which platform you pick. And a lot of guys out there, even in the professional industry, will knock the Ryobi stuff. And, and the reality is it, it actually is very good. There's nothing wrong with it either. I've used it. I own some of it. And, and I made the mistake years ago because, because, again, I was – keep in mind, some of us that made these mistakes on the platform was we were buying cordless tools before they were popular. 
So yep. in, the, in the automotive world, for example, you know, we were buying cordless drills and things along those lines before anybody in even the carpentry world thought of doing anything along those lines. And so we, you know, in the automotive world, we've been buying cordless tools forever. Well, the downside to that is you get into some platforms that maybe don't expand as quickly as others do, and they become almost unique to that particular tool. And so to Jeff's point, then you end up with this wall that, you know, the charger wall, I guess you could say, where you end up with, you know, six different chargers that you've, you know, configured onto the wall that you're charging all this different stuff out of. And it'd be nice to only have one or two. Well, and that's that's what we just... Because I'm the same way. I probably got six different ones you have to dink with. We just got done going through all that, and I ended up donating a bunch of stuff that... I, I did some of that recently we, as well. We don't use. Yep, yep. Because I could get a bank charger for all the stuff and, but that I, I To needed. me, and even in my world, I'm still down to three. Yeah. So I still have some Akita stuff. Yep. I've still got, you know, I've got a lot of Milwaukee stuff, yep. and I've got Snap-on stuff. So yep. I'm still three chargers at that point. Yeah, and the outrageous part is, is the Snap-on stuff takes a different charger for each one. It's all proprietary to and that, that tool. That's the biggest reason right. I would not... Go down that road. I agree. Well, and it used to, again, it used to be they were one of the forerunners yep. of some of those things because yep. they they just were in that world before some of the other folks were. But to your point, Jeff, they've got, they've got so unique on certain tools. Now, they have gotten better. I will say this. The problem is with Snap-on, the old stuff, to their credit, the old stuff doesn't wear out. It'll run literally as long as the battery's good. Stuff will run forever. Yep. So... You can get rid of that, I guess, and move into the newer stuff where it's a similar battery configuration where you're not having to have all the different chargers. But, you know, the expense of doing that doesn't justify it, so you just add another charger to the wall. Exactly. That's the downside. But I know now the other thing is is you'll see a big change from brushless. Yes. From brush to brushless. Yes. And the brushless tools seem to have a little bit more oomph. They do, and the power continues to increase. Yes, and the longevity of them yes. is right up there. Uh, now, the other thing is, is you brought up Ryobi. Yes. And Milwaukee are made by the same people. They are. They're owned by the same, uh, the same parent company yep. owns them both. That is yep. correct. That is correct. All right. We'll come right back, choosing the right tools. We're going to talk shop vacs, by the way, in just <laughs> one moment. We have a line open, 303-477-5600. We will be right back, though. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Arc Electric is family-owned and operated since 1999. They specialize in all things electrical, commercial, and residential, and are specialists in living off the grid when it comes to your power needs. Exclusive electrician for XL Energy's Home Smart program and for Blue Ribbon Home Warranty. For security and customer service, they'll notify you via text message or phone call when a tech is dispatched to your home and also who that tech is so you know that when they're on the way and who is helping you. They also have a big announcement. They now offer HVAC. Arc Electric is also looking for team members that can troubleshoot and are great with customers and with technology. And as they add HVAC, those techs are needed as well. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, it's Arc Electric. That's Arc with a K. Call 303-656-3689. That's 303-656-3689. Or find them on the website, fixitradio.com. That's Arc Electric, Arc with a K. Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. 
The asset manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying, no more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, affordable interest mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by door, equal credit lender. Did you know that all insurance companies and their agents are not equal? They aren't equal in service, how they handle claims, or how they protect you, the customer, in the case of an accident, especially one that is not your fault. You want the best insurance company and agent to represent you that money can buy. And I have found Paul Lewinberger at American National Insurance, an A-plus rated insurance company. Paul will go the extra mile for you and help you find the right coverage that meets your needs. He can handle your home, auto, RV, boat, ATV, RTV, motorcycle, second home, or your life insurance. Paul will truly look out for your best interest and make sure you have the coverage you need. Don't buy insurance from people you don't know and have never met. Buy from a locally trusted agent that I've known for 10 plus years. Paul Lewinberger, American National Insurance, 303-662-0789 or find him at drive-radio.com or at fixitradio.com. As the cold comes in, don't let the heat go out. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air for all of your HVAC, electrical, and boiler needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. They specialize in HVAC, boilers, and all your electrical needs. This is not the time of year to mess with heating issues. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, focused on doing the job right at an affordable price. They are a top-rated home services company with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. For a limited time, KLZ listeners who purchase a high-efficiency American Standard Furnace will receive a free air purification system. Terms and conditions apply. Call now for an estimate on your new furnace, 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. And uh, Charlie had a great question along the lines of what we're talking about here with, I wanted to get into with ShopVax. And first things first, are there different ShopVax for different jobs? Uh, probably. I mean, the thing about ShopVax, where it used to be you buy, you know, they had five-gallon ShopVax for the most part. That's what you went and bought. That's all yep. they made, and you didn't have too many choices. There were different brands, but that was about it. Today... If you took every shop vac that's made and lined them up, you could fill a warehouse. And I'm not exaggerating. There's that many shapes, yep. sizes, that's... brands, uses, everything from even still cordless to corded to, you know, little ones that are less than a gallon to all the way up to, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten gallon units and beyond. And there's commercial units. There's backpack units. I mean, I can go down the list. There, there yeah. are a plethora of shop vacs and you know what you're using them for for most people you don't have to spend a lot of money by the way anymore on a shop vac and i will also tell you don't waste your money on the ones that 
have the removable top that you can then use as a blower. <laughs> to my opinion, they're junk. They're, just buy one that's all together. Don't spend the extra money. If you want a leaf blower, buy a leaf blower. Yep. But using a shop vac for the leaf blower, I, they're corded and they're pain in the rear. Don't yep. Just go buy a cordless blower and be done with it if you're going to go do that. And, and just buy a, a, a pretty inexpensive shop vac. And I will tell you right now, you don't have to spend – uh, probably to get a decent shop vac, you don't need to spend much more than a hundred bucks to get a really decent shop vac. And again, I don't care what brand you buy. I don't care if it's got a stainless steel tub. I don't care nope. if it's got a plastic tub. It's really up to you as to what you want to buy. It, it's it, it. I don't care. I will say that the downside to the stainless steel ones, while they look very nice, yeah. if you use them for the wet side, which we're going to talk about in a moment, and you leave any type of moisture in there, you're going to get some rust because the stainless steel is not as, I don't even know if they call it stainless steel, they're chrome plated. And the chrome doesn't, chrome will rust. Well, there's there's different grades yes. of stainless. And most of what you're going to buy as a consumer is not going to be high yeah. grade. Okay, yeah. it just isn't going to be, folks. So it's just something to think about because you'll see these you know, all over the place, and you'll see them on sale at different places, and, it, and, it's, and it's great. And there's, again, nothing wrong with, with any of that. But Charlie asked a moment ago, can you guys explain the difference between the wet and dry and how that works? Because he's like, I just, in my mind, don't understand how you can use one for both. Well, here's the key. You can't use one for, well, you can use one for both, but there's a process to go through with the unit itself yes. to use it for both. So, yes, the unit can be used for both, but not in the same configuration. Let us explain. If you're just vacuuming the car and you're sucking you know, dirt up and you're using it around the house or you're using it in the, in the garage or whatever and you're using it dry, there's yeah. going to be a filter and most likely a sock or a you know, foam sock in a lot of cases, over that filter. Or, or even in some cases, they'll give you a little bag that yeah. you can put over that filter. Whatever, however, by the way, just a side note, doesn't make any difference. As long as it's got a decent filter on it, go, go to town. And all the filter's doing is keeping a lot of the fine particles, that if you're picking up drywall dust and yeah. things like that, it's just keeping all of those particles from exhausting back out. Because keep in mind, a vacuum is called a vacuum for a purpose. It's not self-contained. The reason why there's exhaust coming out of the shop vac is because it's creating a vacuum in the tank whereby all the debris is dropping. And the reason there's a filter there is to keep that from going right back out the exhaust side of the vacuum. Exactly. Am I explaining that correctly? I mean, I have sweep parking lots for a living and have big, huge sweepers that are nothing more than a big, huge, gigantic shop vac mounted on the back of a truck that sweep up debris from you know, asphalt, concrete, and things along those lines, and it's exactly the same thing. Yep. It has an exhaust as well. And the way a street sweeper works on the vacuum side is they either regenerate that exhaust back through the sweeper head and back up into the machine itself, or they just exhaust it right back up the top. Now, I will tell you on the street sweeping side, the ones that exhaust through the top, because it's not regenerating the air, have better suction than the ones that regenerate the air. Yep. And the reason for that is because anytime you can use fresh air coming into the vacuum and exhaust it back out, you get better suction. It's just, yep. I guess it's a law of physics. I don't know all the reasoning behind that. You would think, well, air is air. Well, no, it's not. Uh, the, the key is when you run it through that filter. That's right. That's right. Because the filter gets plugged. Yeah, you do. 
And they do. <clears throat> sometimes you can knock the filter out and blow air through it and all that. Uh, but my recommendation on that is make sure when you buy your shop vac, buy two filters. Just get a filter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and okay, so to answer Charlie's question, okay, so then, because we're almost out of time here, how do you then use a shop vac for the wet side? You have to remove Oof. the filter from the inside of the vacuum and set it aside. You want nothing inside that vacuum because keep in mind, we don't care about, you know, the water's heavier than the air. It's going to suck it in. It's not going to exhaust it back out anyway. So in my opinion, and there, some of them will even give you foam and different things. You don't need any of that. Just take all of the apparatus that is the filtration of the shop vac off, then suck up whatever water you're sucking up. Once all that's done and you've cleaned everything up and let it dry out, then put your filtration system back on the shop vac and call it good. If you make the mistake, which a lot do, of sucking up water with the filter and that on it, you've ruined the filter at that point Yep. for the most part. It's rare that you can get that filter dried out and use it effectively. And what a lot of folks will do is they'll use it for both. They'll be sucking up things in the garage. Oh, there's a little puddle of water there. Oh, I'll run over that. No big deal. Well, what you just did was you took all of that debris that was floating around inside of the vacuum. You now wetened it. You made it moist. It then clogged up your filter. And then you wonder why, as you get further and further down the road, why you don't have as much suction on your shop vac. Well, the reason is is because the filter is now clogged up. It's creating a, it's creating a blockage in that airflow going through yep. the vacuum itself. And you don't have as much vacuum as you once did. Exactly. Am I saying all that correctly? Yep. And the wet or dry fill, uh, wet vacs, all all the ones that are rated that way have a float in them so that they... That's right. When it gets so full, it comes up and stops the vacuum action. So you can't, you can't drown the motor out or the fan. So that's how that works. Yep. And you got to empty it. Um. And by the way, I should also note this. If you're, I've been talking to Eli from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air because we've got some folks that are needing some services today. If they only have one customer service agent that works on the weekend. So if you call Absolute right now and they don't answer, try again because they're busy, typically on the phone. So yep. if you call and you don't get an answer, just try again and they will answer back. And that's how it's – and that's on the weekends. During the week, there's a lot more people that can answer the yeah. phone. But in their defense, on the weekends, they've only got one person that answers phones. So I've been communicating with Eli and somebody that we're trying to get some things put together for here. So uh, anyways, Eli, thanks for that update. I appreciate yep. that very much. So, yeah, if you're trying to call Absolute this weekend, there you go. So it, it's really that simple. If, if she's – you know, this person is just she. I know that because he just said that. If she's on the phone, she can't answer two phones at once. So give her a minute and she'll answer the phone. Yep. But back to the shop vac side of the vents. And, and by the way, what I just said on a, a Tuesday for Absolute or any of our other vendors, any of other sponsors applies. If you get a busy signal or they don't answer, just try again. All of us as business owners are working through this employee shortage. Everyone is working through that. So be gracious. Yep. Just realize that if they don't answer the phone, it may take them a minute or two to either answer or get back to you if you leave a message and so on. So be gracious, be kind. Uh, they will do their best to get back to you. But, yes, a lot of us as owners are experiencing that across the board, and I consult businesses coast to coast, and this is not just a Denver problem. It's an everywhere problem. Yep. Just so you all know. So if you call any business right now, and they're struggling to get back to you. It's not because they don't want to. 
it's because they're struggling to find enough people to get all of that done. And that's that's really true, especially now in the trades and suppliers and vendors and so on. So, yeah, just be kind. But, again, back to the shop back thing. Uh, that it, no, I will tell you this. If you're going to do the majority of wet pickup, look around at some of the reviews on who does the better job of wet only because some of them do a much better job yep. wet versus dry. And you just need to go look at some of the reviews that are out there. I can name some of them off for you. But just do some reviews and determine which ones work really well on the wet side. And, and by the way, I'm also a fan of if you really need a wet vac and you need a dry vac and you use them quite a bit, almost simultaneously just spend a little extra money and buy two yeah leave the one wet mark it with a big old piece of you know you know spray paint it wet whatever you want to do label it that way yeah there's your wet one here's your dry one you don't have to go through that rigmarole of changing it over and call it good if you do a lot of that which this time of the year a lot of you will use a shop vac to suck out the the junk in the garage which by the way if you're using one of those nice little mats like i use you don't have to do that because the mat contains all of that junk that falls off the car We'll talk about that in Drive Radio next, by the way. So, hey, if you're listening on Tuesday, thank you very much. Rush to Reason will be next. Otherwise, this is Saturday. Myself, Jeff Kitty, Larry Unger, answering phones, Charlie Grimes. We will be right back. That's Drive Radio. On Drive Radio next. Not Rush to Reason. No, well, it's Tuesday. if it's Tuesday, it's Rush to Reason. Oh, okay. Today okay. is Saturday, and it'll be Drive Radio. So hang tight, there guys. You go. We will be right back. This is KLZ 560.